Hey everyone, welcome to So Fast, So Furious, the ultimate Fast and Furious podcast. Dominic Toretto lives his life a quarter mile at a time, so we're watching the entire Fast and Furious franchise a quarter hour at a time. I'm Zach Bassetta. I'm Vito Lapicola. Vroom, vroom, bitches. I'm Anthony Redbench. And it's so nice to be back at uh, the Hollywood Arclight to talk about Tokyo Drift. Minutes 15 through 30. Are you excited, Anthony? Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed this little bit. It was yeah. pretty cool. Whoa, that's that's nice Whoa. to hear. Whoa, there was a race. There in was it. a race involved, and, and you enjoyed it. There was a race involved. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I'm glad to hear that there were some highs uh, for you. <laughs> Maybe Vito's high as well, <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Um, Hi. Well, I guess we can just go on and jump right into it, um, because we've we've so far followed young Sean Boswell from his home in California. From the wilds of California. Yes, where he was kicked out of a third school in two years, where right. he's now forced to live in Tokyo, of all places. How, I, the, the weird thing, I wouldn't use the word forced. I think living in Tokyo would be fucking awesome. Right, but I think in this case, he is forced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's an Oki. his will. Yeah. You know what would have made this, like, work? It, well, not in the movie, but like as far as like the plot goes, hmm. if he was super duper racist. Oh God! <laughs> it's like Jesus. so now he so now he has to le- learn something. Exactly. He's gonna change. Yeah, yeah. But, I, mean, I like, think I think the audience like isn't really deal. the audience. Yeah, I, know, right? I don't know Live if the audience would really identify with a racist lead. <laughs> You know what I He's mean? He's a it's good not, driver, but he doesn't care for uh, Birth of a Nation, Tokyo Drift. <laughs> oh God! No, no, no. Every, luckily, everyone is. In fact, this is an extremely diverse cast, as we'll f- soon find out. Um, yeah. It just so happens to have, you know, a main white guy, which for 2006. Should we start over? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Uh, but yeah, no. I think uh, well, Tokyo would be a great place to live, but I don't think he wants to be forced right. to change his culture and be integrated into. Right. Because and if he's racist. And if I, well, a little no, bit, I was going to yeah. say, if I may say, this is not a sample of the white savior thing that I think you were kind of impl- implying there. No, because, no, no. I'm just saying because like he's it's a total a, fuck a, up when he's he gets a white here. Guy yeah, he doesn't elite. save the racing scene. No. It's not like he shows up and they're all like, oh, this guy Gene's like awesome. Everybody hates him and he's kind of, you know. I, I mean, and then he becomes the last samurai. Studio mandated shenanigans, which probably led to exactly the the lead actor being white. I think it, sorry, go on. it does kind of add to a fish out of water thing. Totally, you know, like totally. He's that's a good point. He's out of his depth. He, you know, he doesn't know the culture. He doesn't know the language. You mm-hmm. know, it, it does kind of really hammer home that he's he's isolated. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. For the three minutes that he's isolated, till he suddenly gets friends and yeah. well we yeah. do we do get to that fairly quickly first we get uh you know him arriving at his his dad's house and interrupting his uh rendezvous with a uh, lady of the evening it appears yes Sex worker <laughs> sure who, who is very as we pointed out last week ashamed you can see that she's very like yeah, thank a you a little embarrassed she, yeah she her, kinda... her, i know like i noticed the time i was watching i didn't bring it up but her mouth is very wet <laughs> When she's being let out, that's uh. I didn't notice that either. Oh yeah, I had, I, I had not oh, noticed sorry. that. Uh, just a lot, of, a lot of sheen on the lips. That's all I'm saying. Wow. So, what no? was going on in there, Mister Boswell? What are you fuckers a lot, doing? A lot of there? kissing. I mean, hey, it's he's a sloppy kisser. Right. What right. can we say? Major Boswell kisses sloppy. Um, and I looked him up. He is credited as Major Boswell. So I guess we can. He's infer. a major fuck up if you include him as oh, a dad that's true. because that's he is true. not a very well, he's not fact, a very responsible man as we're about to find yes. out. Please tell me he doesn't show up anymore in the movie. 
I don't recall. Yes. He oh, he shows up with the army at the end, and they take on. No, I'm just kidding. Traps part three. <laughs> But he tells Sean, you can't just keep moving away every time you get into trouble. To which Sean replies, it worked for you. Ooh. Which I think, again, is a great way to just, I mean, there's a lot of good writing in this script, even though there's some questionable lines here and there, I would say. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it, it illustrates really well that, like, he's clearly his dad's son. You know, like, right. these are very similar characters. It's also, it also really kind of shows you in the last the scene with the mom in the in the in the jail mm -hmm. and here that that basically like the dad probably probably didn't intend to get her pregnant you know i mean that's like one of those things he's a he's an army guy he's moving around a lot mm -hmm. he never stays in one spot long enough that kind of thing so you know basically sean's never really had a chance he's been dealt a, a shit hand mm -hmm. essentially is that his mom does stuff for favors and his dad pays for favors so. <laughs> oh, yeah they're man. not they're not the the greatest role model parents in this well, movie. Well, I did write so down, see why he seems like the type of guy who would get wound up with Sean's mom, you know? Like, they right. seem like... Right. Eh, yeah, see, seems like your mom happen. and I, we didn't intend on staying together, but you were an accident, son. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sean's dad says there are... Uh, no, Sean's dad says that neither of them asked for this, but they that he promised Sean's mommy to take care of him. And he says there are rules that Sean goes to school, comes back right after, and he isn't allowed anywhere near a car. Right. Which, as we saw, Sean loves cars. So it's like, Vito, you can't watch any television. Right. Vito, you can't read any samurai That's manga. That's right. Can you imagine a Fast and the Furious movie that stuck with that? <laughs> it's just it's just two hours of him going to school and getting good grades. Of him seeing cars he can't go near. It's just like, Sean oh. just raced all the way to valedictorian this year, ladies and <laughs> That's right. gentlemen. That's right. Sean yeah. Boswell. He's at a ramen restaurant and he sees cars pass by and a tear just drips <laughs> a down single tear into the ramen. That's right. That's right. And then, he, and then someone else eats it and they're like, your tears are delicious, Boswell-san. <laughs> take it too far. These are salty. I always take it too far far that's my job sean's dad finally shows uh sean to his bedroom which is just big enough for a mattress on the floor it's very small yeah he i wanted to point out he lives in a micro it's it's known as the micro home they they started those in japan you know you have like the tiny house movement in the united states that mm -hmm. kind of started in japan because of overcrowding essentially population yeah so that house was probably built in between two existing buildings and they just made it work yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty tight. small. Yeah, yeah. and because he opens a window and they're like right across the window is another lady just sitting there eating noodles like and watching TV. Away. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's pretty tight quarters. Um, and she's a little disturbing. She's got noodles hanging out of her mouth. She seems very friendly. Yeah, Sean she and her smiles. kind of wave at each other, but it's like, oh, That's boy. A seven o'clock appointment. <laughs> seven o'clock, exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> is your father ready? <laughs> he's got 10 minutes. He said, lights, over. lights yeah. out in 10, so he's got 10 minutes. He I like in that tiny apartment so he can afford all the prostitutes. He just opens the window. Well, you figure if he's a major in the army, he'd be able to afford a better apartment in Tokyo. I mean, they're, well, they, they would probably major. pay for it, you know? Maybe he's out of the military now. I think, though, he, there, there's the implication he's wearing, if I remember, and I haven't seen this movie in a couple years, he wears his uniform out later. They're like, There's a scene where he's like, be. I'm going out, son. He's wearing, like, his uniform, so... I don't remember anything past what we've watched. Okay. No, yeah, it is weird how you forget that kind of stuff uh -huh. till you're watching it again. Well, I just I was going to look up to see what his name was, and like the credits, IMDb lists him as Major. So unless his name, his given name is Major. The next morning, Sean is. <laughs> his name is Major Major Boswell. Major Payne. <laughs> Uh, Sean's woken up by an alarm clock that his dad put in his room, presumably in the middle of the night. There's also a school uniform with a note that reads, Train for school leaves at 0700, not 7 o'clock. 
0700 because he's got a military That's dad. Right. Exactly. That's good detail. Um, I've never and also military. lights out lights out in ten lights is also out, totally. A, uh, it's also a military kind of thing. In fact, so I dads. even think he might be wearing uh, a T-shirt. Yeah, he's wearing like, like a an, military um, shirt. Yeah, it's like Air Force T-shirt. I, don't, I can't. I forget what brand. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm a hundred percent. He's still in the military and he's stationed there. Is, mm-hmm. is the implication? You know what I mean? But wouldn't he be on a base if he was stationed there? Would you have your own private quarters? Damn it, man. I don't I'm know. not a military man. I don't know. If, I just watch the movies. <laughs> write us a, If you're listening them. and you know and you're an army brat, send us an email. Let us know what's... That uh, is true. <laughs> probably would be living on a base. Yeah, but then but, you wouldn't be able to have Sean come visit dad. Maybe he, Maybe it's his... Or yeah. the prostitute. No, they, they ship them in. <laughs> Military is oh, no. pretty big on prostitution. Uh, you know Sean I mean? is bummed about uh, the school uniform he's got to wear, but wear it he does, and he it catches. Look that bad. No, it looks great. I mean, it's not like it's like a pink, you know. It's a no. It's not a no tutu, fear shirt. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, you just got what you, go with what you got. Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine if Brian? Had been sent to Japan, you know, having to wear that. that <laughs> I know. Oh, That's man. the movie I want to see. Oh, God. Oh, my gut's hanging out now. And, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I should have done some more sit-ups Jesus. between movies. Um, he makes it to his classroom, uh, his first day of school, and he walks in. He immediately notices a hot girl in the front row. She won't come up later, I'm sure. Probably not. By the way, too, uh, the the little uh, montage there of him going to school, mm-hmm. you had pointed out that they didn't use extras for that. It looked very real. Yeah, the, yeah there Justin was like the Lin shot the commentary of like the, the, the cops cramming people into the subway, which really happens. Have you heard about that? Sure. Where like they, they, they're literally so crammed in there that you Need are- little help. You can't move. I mean, you're literally stuck in your position, and then when you get to the thing, everybody kind of piles out and you pop out, but you can't move at all because you're so jammed. Well, he was saying, Justin Lin, that uh, I guess it's very rare or difficult to get filming permits in Tokyo and that they were kind of just filming until they were told to leave. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, and you think about it, Japanese are so polite that they probably weren't going to get into a lot of trouble. They probably just came up very politely, were like, could you please stop filming and take it somewhere else, please? Yeah, it could be. So, But they got just enough. They got just enough coverage. No. I love this little, like, establishing montage. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it's it's very well put together. And, and well, I was going to point out, Vito, you had actually mentioned the variety of music in this movie. And it's uh, way better Especially if we're just looking at the first two, which was all techno rock crap. Yeah. There does, there's a little bit of rock. There is some little techno, but, I mean, it's not offensive. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I it's, wasn't feeling it at all. No, didn't like yeah. it? I have a, a question. I did notice uh, some of the extras, uh, especially in in the upcoming race scene stuff like that, like that are in a lot of American movies, and it makes me wonder if they shot a lot of this in the United States and made it look like Wait, Tokyo. What? No, but you, you notice the extras from other films. No, the, yeah, the, but I. I remember all the people from other, you know what I mean? I see people and I go, I remember that guy from this and stuff. So I wonder if, if they went to Tokyo for like establishing shots and things. And then a lot of it was shot on sets in the United States with American actors. That's, that's a big possibility. You know what I mean? Sure. Honest. I don't know. Yeah. Cause the, one of the guys coming up, uh, DK is, well, we'll get to him. Yeah. Yeah. Is somebody who's the teacher notices Sean and, uh, tells, and Sean tells her that he took the wrong train. The teacher knows who he is, but talks to him in Japanese and Sean clearly doesn't understand her. Apparently this entire scene was improvised. Uh, Justin Lin referred to the lady playing the teacher as the Oprah Winfrey of Tokyo. I don't know what that means. I mean, I can infer, I mean, clearly she's some kind of TV personality, but, uh, do you you have her name by any chance? I didn't look it up. I'm sure it's on IMDb. You want to look it up? No. I'll look it up. 
yeah, teacher. it's fine. I'm just gonna, uh, but yeah, it's interesting. Oh, I mean, she must be someone super prominent over there if she's the Oprah of Japan. Sure, I would have her name Oprah Winfrey son. No, oh, God. I don't believe it is. You know, I say some shit that seems a little racist, but that was racist, Anthony. I don't you think are racist. Sean Boswell. I'm just racist. kidding. I'm just giving you shit, man. Yeah, man. Just... <laughs> well, but even though this is an Oprah improvised Winfrey scene, I mean, like, the fact that he didn't wear his shoes, like, the correct, because you have to take your shoes off before you come into the classroom, and apparently they have these little slippers that you can wear, which I don't know why the shoes would be bad, but you can wear these slippers. It's it's the way Japanese culture is very touchy because you're, the shoes are dirty. Mm-hmm. You're coming in from outside, so you take your shoes off in general so you don't dirty your the carpet. Your little cubbyhole slippers are So those clean. shoes are presumably only worn in that classroom mm-hmm. and nowhere else, mm-hmm. so they're cleaner because, it, you know what I mean? You you're not bringing germs in you from wapaki, outside. Whatever they were saying. Uh, in second grade, my, uh, my teacher was an army brat whose parents were stationed in Japan for most of her life. Mm-hmm. So she, like, taught us, you know, a lot about Japan and, and her culture. Like, I, she taught us how to use chopsticks and dress us up in kimonos. So <laughs> okay. One day. but um, Some yeah, kabuki makeup? No, no. No kabuki makeup. I think that's... <laughs> no. Um, but uh, <laughs> one of the days, like, she was like, well, in Japan, like, you know, people take off their shoes mm-hmm. when they enter a room. So we had to take off our shoes, and she gave us the little, like, slippers. They were, like, wooden sandal-type things. Oh, interesting. But, yeah. These were, like, little plastic white sandal things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they were, they were anyway. specifically for... Yeah, that's so they're not contaminated, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, they probably took them out of... I mean, like, literally took them out of the package, put them on the shelf, so, you know, so they've never been worn anywhere right, in that right. classroom. Just kind of keeps it... A little cleaner. Yeah. Well, the mm-hmm. that that kind of stuff was neat. Sure. It was just, little differences. Know, second grade, like mm-hmm. oh, they do this over there. That's cool. Cultural differences. Yeah. Are always interesting. Um, and as uh, Sean's kind of getting berated by the teacher, the hot girl kind of laughs. She's. she's they into always it. do. I know, right? Sean goes into the hallway to remove his shoes, puts on the classroom-approved slippers instead. Any luck on that? Uh, no, it's weird. There's, she doesn't say? There, I don't think this would be her because the name Rana Morrison, that doesn't sound like it would be what the does teacher. It, say, teacher. it says Christine-teacher, uncredited. Interesting. So uh, I don't think that is the... Well, we'll do some more research and maybe we'll find out uh, in a future episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's legitimate. I don't, don't do it. You're going to find some spoilers in there, so I wouldn't do that if I were you, Anthony. Okay. Do not look up the cast on IMDb. Don't do it. Don't do it. By the way, there are some really funny names of people in here. Like, there's there's Clay's buddy. The, the His girlfriend from last week is credited. It's Nikki Griffin. Cindy, Clay's girlfriend, is her full title in the movie. Mm-hmm. That's how you like, know. Like, we need to know that she was Clay's girlfriend. <laughs> That'd be great if that was actually the character's name. Like, in the script, anytime yeah. she has dialogue, it says, Cindy, Clay's girlfriend. Well, there's <laughs> Clay's girlfriend. Like, so, some of these credited names are funny. Toshi at Underground Garage. T-Hair, number one. T-Hair? Yeah. Exceedingly Handsome Guy, played by Satoshi Sumabuki. <laughs> I didn't know yeah, I mean, this. it's just really funny. Sexy Brazilian model, like old... Fa- yeah, some weird names. But anyway, mm-hmm. couldn't find her. <laughs> That's okay. Sean goes to lunch, and it's and it's all unusual and Japanese-looking, you know, like sushi and unfamiliar food. So they're making it very 
Yeah, it's okay. a little over the top. Justin Lin also in the commentary said this is not typical for high, for high school uh, lunches in Japan that they kind of you know jazz it up a bit for the fish out of water experience. Yeah, I was starting. Or do you mean sushi off of plate? I know, experience. right? <laughs> I couldn't tell what that little piece of like play do play doh looking marshmallow was. It was, a, that, it was uh, a, the thing that he was eating that he ate and he was kind of like looks at as a fish cake. Yeah, oh, they they they, they put color. You know, it's like basically minced fish uh-huh. that they pound into like. A shape, uh-huh. you know what I mean, and they put coloring in it. So whenever so you're it's basically eating, sh- uh, sashimi, yeah. No. Well, no, no, it's different because it's cooked, but it's oh. basically when you're eating it's when you get ramen. ramen. Yeah, if oh. you get ramen and it's got you see that pink and white circle that's usually in there, that's a fish cake. That's a chewy so, texture. I, yeah. I don't really care for them. Too. I don't know if I've I had love one. them. Well, Sean didn't really seem to m- mind his. Yeah, he was he was getting into yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was like maybe Japan ain't so bad after all. Accent is ridiculous. It's real. What are you it's talking real. about? I know it's, it's thick. Real. It's, it's thick. very thick. He he I could have an been army young brat. Forrest Gump. You know what I mean? Like I've Lucy, I know what love is. I've seen him in other stuff, and he tones it back a little bit. I think it was like a, a conscious decision. Be could like, be. You are super southern. That was his. Go that was it. the directing. Justin Lin would just lean in and go, okay. Let the redneck out and action. The the, bra- the breakdown said understand. it was looking for a Lucas Black type, mm. and he and That's Lucas Black hilarious. himself applied. I'm don't the, you I'm, hate? Really don't that, you hate when that? No, kind no, of no. Shit I'm, I'm joking, but that does happen. I, I know. I have a friend, uh, Amir uh, Talay, who uh, actually got called in for a Amir Talay type. <laughs> That's fucking funny. I know, right? I know. This town is weird. It's like, why not just get Amir Talay then? I know, exactly. Yeah. It's so funny. We're looking for an Aziz Ansari type. It's like, I, I wouldn't be surprised Aziz if Ansari. Aziz Ansari has, has auditioned for something looking for an Aziz Ansari type. Right. It's it's very funny. Kind of ridiculous. Um, but yeah, Sean's sitting there eating his uh, foreign food, and he's approached by a young Bow Wow wearing a do rag. Bow Wow says, Japanese food is like the army. Don't ask, don't tell. And and then That's immediately what I said. no, but here's the best <laughs> part is he says don't ask, don't tell. Immediately followed by my name's Twinkie, <laughs> and I would have been like at that point, excuse me, you're trying to pick me up. <laughs> but what kind? Who? Twinkie? Where did that name come from? Oh, I I have a couple of ideas. <laughs> he he he's been in prison. Oh no! And he just expanded Twink to Twinkie. Oh no! That's what happened. So in the evolution of Bow Wow. Yes. Starts out with a little baby Bow Wow. I don't know if he was ever baby Bow Wow. He was baby Bow Wow. And then young Bow Wow. What? Then Bow Wow. Then Bow Wow. Because you referred to him as young Bow Wow, so I'm assuming like that's the evolution. (laughs) No, no, no. Then he'll be soon. He'll be Bow, and then a couple years later he'll call himself Wow. But in the commentary, Justin Lin was referring to him as Bow. He's like Bow was great. Bow was easy to work with. (laughs) There you go. That's the answer. But it is fucking ridiculous. Baby Bow, and then evolving like a Pokemon. It's a little Bow Wow. A little Bow Wow. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, young Bow Wow. Middle age, adolescent Bow Wow. Adolescent. I like middle aged Bow Wow. (laughs) That's hilarious. The new album from middle aged Bow Wow. Mr. Wow. (laughs) Mr. Wow. Oh God, that's the way to go. That's I mean, you should, you should finally end up as Mr. Wow. He puts a W on his face. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, he paints like a W on his face, Mr. Wow. But it's all—it's interesting watching this between six and seven because when you watch it, like one, two, three, it's like uh, Ja Rule, uh, ludicrous, and now it's Bow Wow, and he doesn't. Because I mean, I think he's a fine actor, and like he's fine in this role, but. I remember when it came out, it's like, oh, they have to have a rapper in each one right. of these movies. Right. <laughs> Just kind of funny. Right, Anthony? 
Sure. Thanks. I appreciate it. Didn't, uh, didn't, uh, what's his name, uh, rap also? Um, or he has a music career. Uh, why am I forgetting his name? Roman. Uh, Oh, Tyrese? Tyrese has a musical career, too. Yeah, I don't think he was a rapper. I think it was kind of just a little side project. I don't know how successful he was at it. The Rock had a rap song. Did he? It was about pie. Was it when he was still wrestling? Yeah. Yeah. For you. Please do. I can't Please wait do. for the Jumanji rap for the uh, second film. Oh God! I'm excited. <laughs> I love the first. Well, the second I heard one. the first. Or I, yeah, I hear it's really good. It, actually, it really was. I haven't seen it yet. It's perfectly fine. Uh, I'm being serious. Um, Twinkie. And Ed's so enthusiastic. It's perfectly fine. No, it was good. I, I laughed a few times. If someone, if you slept with a woman and you were like, "How was it?" She was like, "It was perfectly fine." You'd be offended. But that's a different subject. <laughs> They, I, I saw the test screen in that movie, and uh, there was a lot more Jack Black boner jokes. Oh, interesting. When he, like, discovered, you know, that because the story is, like, they all get turned into video game characters, and the character that turns into Jack Black's character is a teenage girl. So, like, she, like, you know, starts, like, looking at herself and, like, I have a boner! You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how do I pee with this thing? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It, it was funny. How do you ask, how do I pee with this thing? It sticks out, and you pee. It's not hard. If I woke up with a vagina, <laughs> it's harder. I know what to do no, with it. no, that's yeah. the thing. I could see you if you had a vagina all of a sudden going, "How do I pee with this thing?" Because it's going to squirt everywhere. So the young man introduces himself as Twinkie, as you said. Tries to sell Sean Speaking some of stuff. vaginas, he introduces himself <laughs> as Twinkie. He offers Sean a laptop. Sean is not interested, so Twinkie offers him a discount on a f- on account of them both being army brats. So he's like the red. From yes. Shawshank Redemption of the world. If you need world, something, he's like, talk to Red. If you need a poster. Could you say it again, please? Shut what up, Suri. Did, did my phone us. just activate on its own? I think it did. That wasn't my phone. Uh, well, was I don't know what's going on. I seem to be having trouble hearing you. Sorry. Siri, what is Leave Us the Fuck Alone? We're recording a podcast. <laughs> you know, Vito talks to Siri like she's Alex Trebek. <laughs> what is we Leave Us Alone? We love you, Alex. If you saw that Get heartfelt video that was on. Uh, the uh, Wait, we're, we're talking about something, though, about uh, you the, Swinky uh, selling yeah, things. The, oh, yeah, he's sort of like the red. Yes. Yeah, because he's, he's the, the guy who's like, you want a poster of Jane Mansfield? Mm-hmm. Here you go. You yeah, know, you were talking about Red Fox. I was like, no, from, from no, Shawshank no, no. Redemption. Yeah. Yeah, yeah red, red. Sense. Yeah, he's the guy who's like, you want something in in this place? You come. They call to me him Red it. because he's Irish. Sean says he doesn't have cash and isn't an army brat. So Twinkie offers Sean a cell phone and some Air Jordans, both of which Sean turns down. But he does notice a Sparco steering wheel on Twinkie's backpack. Twinkie says it isn't for sale. Sean tells Twinkie to show him what he drives. He sees that steering wheel. Wants to drive. Why would you have your steering wheel on your backpack? I think it's. Remember, like when in the in the nineties when you had like your uh, CD player and you could take the front off so people wouldn't steal it. Yeah. I think it's kind of the same idea. Yeah, you can't drive a car without a steering wheel. Yeah. Yeah, but wouldn't you just like find the car you want to steal and you could bring your own steering wheel and pop it in there? I never said that that logic wasn't flawed. <laughs> yeah, I think right. that's just the thinking. Yeah. I can't afford a, a club, so I'll take the wheel with me to school. Right. And I get to show it uh, off to all the hot chicks. Yeah, it's it's got to be very laborious. It's the equivalent of those people that take the front wheel off their bikes. Yeah, or their helmet, yeah. and they walk around with their helmet just so you know they drive a bike. Yeah. Screw you, man. <laughs> was that was that a personal uh, whatever? No, no. Okay. Because I carry my helmet around. 
but I mean, I do think I'm like people kidding. are like, oh, yeah, my bike. Uh, that's why I'm cool. Not you, of Vito, of course, but some people. Their there bike are some is an people extension who are very, very into of their uh, into motorcycles and genitalia. Oh boy, this show's gone off the rails about seven <laughs> times. If you're just tuning in for the first time to the So Fast So Furious podcast, go back to we're episode not one. You this lunatic, culturally insensitive. Go we back. Were pretty good back then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were on our best behavior. He sees that steering wheel, so they take him to. Um, the automatic garage, which is pretty common in Yeah, it's in like Japan. a revolving garage where they can fit hundreds of cars into a smaller area mm-hmm. because they have these pneumatic elevators. Kinda, that, it looks uh, like a vending machine for your car. Yeah, it it's pretty so fucking amazing. Fucking convenient. Mm-hmm. For somebody who literally missed a movie yesterday because I couldn't find a parking spot. Yeah. Like, I, I would kill for one of those the, the japan has so many like cool <laughs> things like that that are just like seem so damn convenient it's like They're why are we innovative. doing this yeah the automatic parking garage because yeah it's like this little thing you drive onto a little crane looking thing i guess and it circles around so yeah it's, there's an attendant and you get a ticket and it's amazing yeah so wait wait yes do you, do you park your car and then leave your car and then it goes or yeah do you park your car ride it and then get off and oh i don't know you park you you put it on there and get out and then it moves okay. into the storage because they use them as storage units over there and then they also have them for as parking garages so yeah you would get out where you're at and then just come back and then they bring it back down to you Yes, and yeah. as each car uh, comes into view, uh, Sean kind of looks at Twinkie like, eh, "Is that your car?" And they kind of like make keep, they keep like a making Porsche. these. He's yeah. like, "Is that your car?" And Twinkie's like, "Ferrari, nah. is that your car?" And then this big green Turag appears. Ugly ass fucking thing! <laughs> you shut your dirty mouth, Anthony. It's, and it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's got the Hulk on it. The made car's up got like hair. the Incredible Hulk. Car has hair, Anthony. There's like There's fist hair. marks, as if like the the Hulk is in the 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 car trying to get out. Which I saw that and I was like, that car like got into a weird accident. Like, what would? And you can't tell on the back that it's a footprint yeah. until right. you really stare at it for a while. Here's here's a question. Do you think that the little tuft of hair is supposed to be the Hulk's hair or is it an eyebrow? I think it's his hair, personally. Yeah. Looks more like an eyebrow. Could be an me, eyebrow. Yeah. Haven't really thought about it, but you might be onto something. But I will say it's unique, it's different, and Bow Wow, excuse me, Twinkie, clearly loves his little Hulk yeah, car. He's so excited while, yeah. while it's got, he's like, here it comes, and Sean's like, that's your car? Oh, yeah. man. You drive that thing around Tokyo? Well, no, Sean says, uh, well, at least let me drive, which I, I get he wants to drive. He doesn't know that. Why would he let this stranger drive his car? That's because uh, do you guys want to know why he has an incredible Hulk car in this sure, movie? Absolutely. Because back in what was it, 2006 when this was coming mm-hmm, out, mm-hmm. Uh, Universal, who still owns the rights to Hulk, were trying to push that Hulk movie mm. with Ang Lee, and so they Is were that the putting Edward Norton one. No, it was the one with Mark Banna. Uh, or not Mark Banna. Ruffalo. Uh, Eric, Banna. Eric Banna. Okay, yeah, the very the, first the, one. The Ang Lee one with Nick Nolte as the dad. I have never seen an I Incredible never, Hulk movie. I never did anything to make so you Hulk out, Norton. son. Never saw it. It's not I bad. But anyway, so that's this is why we don't get a a solo Hulk film anymore because it's just like the Sony deal with Spider-Man. Universal owns Hulk, which mm-hmm. is why he will no longer appear in any solo movies, but he can appear as a franchised or least character in other movies which he's better better use of him anyway i would yeah argue. but i mean I you know one could argue but yeah that that 
the what? first uh, Edward Norton one was you know done in partnership with Universal before they knew there was going to be an MCU, and they they and before they him. knew how difficult Ed Norton is to work with. Right, right. It also set up a sequel that I would have loved with the leader. Yeah, dude, Tim Blake Nelson is yeah. fucking amazing. He would have been amazing. Watchmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great as Looking Glass. You gotta talk watch into it. your talk into your microphone there. Oh, okay. I know what I'm doing, dude. I'm a sound engineer. Okay? Fair enough. <laughs> oh my! It would have been funny if you'd said that and it was all muffled. I knew that. Yeah, same thing. I, I apologize. You How know better dare than you? I That's like telling Bruce Lee had a kick. You're doing it wrong, oh, Bruce. My mistake. <laughs> We're just kidding. Says the guy who spikes the mic every fucking week. There's a I lot know, of there's a lot you. of animosity here today, guys. Let's let's get along. Well, because the holidays are coming we're up, we're all, we're all nervous about uh, going home for the holidays and what? Talking to our parents about uh, different Your political sexuality. Views. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so what else happened in the movie, Zach? <laughs> I also it's time for you to give one of your own awkward translation or transitions to yourself, Zach. <laughs> I put down Brian would love this car because the steering wheel is on the opposite side. That's all That's I thought. fucking hilarious. He would have loved it if Universal hadn't thought he was too old for the movie. I know, right? Before begging him to come back. It does have a really young cast. Like it does seem like kind of what's what's going to be really mind-blowing to you anthony is when <laughs> is when we transition to the seventh movie spoiler sean boswell may show up and he may have a receding hairline and be 20 years older and yet it's supposed to be five minutes later <laughs> it's pretty funny so they drive the car uh to this parking garage and it's chock full of cars and scantily clad women in case you forgot that this is a fast and furious film yeah, back when they weren't into the spy caper stuff. Yes. And it was still about racing. Yeah, there there are no yeah. uh, secret organizations. And, and of course, <laughs> the stars. Tons of butt shots. Justin oh, yeah. Lin, you got to you got to kind of think that Justin Lin's wife has to be like, "Why are you putting so many butt shots in these movies, man?" Hey, it's what you the know, kids want to see. He's a butt man. He'd have that license plate if it was a Seinfeld episode. His his license plate would be ass man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz he's a proctologist. As my proctologist always says, everything works out in the end. Oh, man. Sean's rubbernecking at all the cars and the chicks. Twinkie hands him a box of Kleenex for when he blows his wad. This this script seems was, a bit more crass than some of the, the others. Uh, well, th- this episode seems a little more crass than all of it the does, others. It so does, it does. I think we're... Uh, all the kids are talking about blowing their wads. Mm-hmm. Right so like, have you ever known anyone who says blow your wad? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that said Only in, in movies, public. actually, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like one of those things where you're like, nobody talks like that mm-hmm. for real. What are you going to do, shoot your wad? And then you're like, then it would make me wonder, dude, what am I sitting in? Like, and also, yeah, he's got Kleenex disgusting. in his car for, I mean, right, I guess right. you got to blow your nose and stuff, but it is kind of a, you kind of have to Doesn't wonder. have to blow his nose. <laughs> oh, man. It's a whole party going on here. There's a DJ, there's dancing, there's people making out. Sean's walking around looking at all the cars when he notices the hot chick from his class earlier. Wait a minute. Did you see the one car that has the NOS that looks like sake bottles? No, I did not. It's kind of interesting. I was like, sake NOS! Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I there's didn't notice girl, it was NOS. There's a girl yeah. sitting on the hood and the hood has popped up uh-huh. and the two, uh, you know, bottles of NOS basically under the hood look like sake bottles. Nice. Wait two minutes. Going back yes. to the whole, uh, you know, the tissue thing. Mm-hmm. So, presumably somebody with a tissue box in their car Yeah. Um, and making references to blowing wads mm-hmm. probably masturbates in their car that's I what i was imagine. saying it's got to be yeah. really disgusting um, being in that passenger seat so mm-hmm. south dakota mm-hmm. they uh, did you hear about the whole uh south dakota on meth thing yes okay 
meth. So they, we're on it. Yeah. They also. Have, I don't know. What you don't know about this. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. So they have like they hired like a marketing like team for like millions of dollars mm-hmm. to like kind of make awareness that because apparently there's a big meth epidemic in uh, South Dakota. Okay. Yeah. Their <laughs> result of paying this marketing team oh, no. a million dollars oh, was no. a campaign that said meth. We're on it. So there's a commercial. I'll show it to you after the show. <laughs> where it's just a series of people. Going meth, I'm on it. Yeah, meth. like like I get it. Is yeah. it supposed it's, to be promoting meth? No, no, it's like we're we're on it. Like we're taking care like, of it. Like we're gonna yeah. take care. But it's like no, like we're fucking all on meth. <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. So before this, they hired a different marketing team to tackle a different uh, a different <laughs> oh problem. Oh my god! Which was when you're driving on icy roads, like it's kind of your uh, your instinct to jerk the wheel. Mm-hmm. So their don't jerk slogan it. was don't jerk it. <laughs> Come on, man! You cannot. You can't. This has this to be up. an onion. These, these, mag, these marketing on, so. firms have to be in on the joke. I mean, like you can't be like, I've got it, John. Meth. We're on it. They're they're so. always. I always imagine there's that one guy at the agency going, guys, this is a disaster, and they're like, shut up, Roy. We're the fucking senior partners of this firm. Do you have a better make Do you have a better up? idea, Roy? No. Then shut your fucking mouth. We're going with them on it. So in that spirit, <laughs> don't jerk it, Roy. See how it just rolls off the tongue. In that spirit, I would like to advise to little Bow Wow, don't jerk it. Yes. Just let it ride. <laughs> or at least wait till you get home. <laughs> That's my Is he suggestion. on it? Is he on meth, though, is my question. Oh, man, he's on something. So Sean's walking around looking at all the, the goings-on in this, this uh, party. Uh, the hot girl from the class earlier drives up in her own car, and she gets out and starts yapping at her pit crew. She tells one guy that the car still isn't right for the way she drives. Some girl holding a laptop, this movie's Jesse, presumably, says that she drives all wrong. She's, she is on meth. Yeah, I would have to say She's yes. on it. <laughs> Because Jesse was. Yeah. Uh, the hot girl says that she doesn't need a computer to tell her about her throttle response in the most believable line reading ever. She is as bad as Suki from I Too thought Fast Suki was better. Suki's got a little, at least something in her voice. Neela's like, I don't need anyone to tell me how to. <laughs> don't tell me how to drive, Johnny. <laughs> She's like the Tor Johnson of hot girls. <laughs> I thought you were going with Tommy, Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> no, no, that no. Too. Tommy Wiseau has a little talent. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's our debatable. Yeah. Um, this she, is not the way I drive. Oh, hi, Mark. She looks like bargain bin Vanessa Hudgens. Neela? Yeah. I can see that. Well, the, the guy says that they're done there, says, and he walks off with the laptop girl. Into a Walmart with a pile of her with 99-cent stickers on them. People going, meh, it's not Vanessa Hudgens, but it's a dollar. It's horrible. The guy says that they're done there, and he walks off with the laptop girl, so I guess they quit. Is that the implication? I think he was just upset. Cause he, okay, I, we're done here. And he just leaves. Yeah. And, and, and. I think it was just an awkward transition to get Sean to be able to come up they and talk to They want us, the audience, to know that she is a capable driver on her own, but they don't want those two Although, pit crew there to bug yeah, this is, comes off as her being a bitch. But a well, bit. it's, it's also one of those things where this is the scene that's supposed to establish you're like, wow, okay, she's like a badass racer. But, but you know, you watch a film. When Charlize Theron's in an action scene, you're like, I buy it. When someone else of a, of a lesser talented, you know, whatever is in a Scene, you're like, I don't buy it. I don't buy it for a second. She's a racer. Well, we don't. We, she doesn't I mean, we come saw off her pull knowing up. about racing. No, that's true. No, but what I'm saying is, is like the actress doesn't come off. Like I could see the uh, Devin Aoki 
racing a car i could i could kind of see her getting behind a you know and racing mm-hmm. this girl doesn't look like she's ever raced a car in her life sure sure you know what i mean yeah, yeah, so yeah. i don't buy her and then her line reading is like you don't like, know yeah, what you're throttle, talking about that doesn't make any sense um so anyway her team walks off and sean comes up and tells her that she wouldn't have that problem with the v8 Mansplain. I know, right? <laughs> they start. Hey, to let me mansplain to you something about cars, little lady. <laughs> they start to flirt about cars for a bit. We know, we learn her name is Neela, uh, which sounds like it's something out of a fucking Avatar movie. Neela, I see you. Neela. They, they, they were the Navi, so you're not far off. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, someone is watching Sean. This rather douchey-looking guy looks over to a friend of his near his nearby, who's fucking Han. Han. No, the friend isn't fucking Han. The friend it is, is Han. Han fucking Han. Like fifteen years younger. Well, fifteen years younger, and Japan will take over a time Giselle. off. Yeah. Clearly no, 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 over no, no, Giselle, no. See, because well, he's no, got his arms around. I want to talk about this. Women. The douchey guy looks at Han and says, "Who's the tourist?" It should be noted that Han has his arm around two chicks here. Now, yes. I, you could take it as him like being totally over Giselle or him doing anything he can to get over her because or, no one woman is good enough for Han. Now. Or it could be reading into it because no one knew any of the things were going to happen after the third movie. But we're movie. looking at this as though the I movies know. had happened. I know. I know. Because, but I do think it is interesting to look at it as like, I mean, because you watch it without having the previous films. Yeah, he's just like, hey, I'm, everybody loves Han. I got all the chicks I want. But having watched it with the context of his relationship with Giselle, I feel like you can read into it that he's trying anything he can to kind of get over her because nothing not works it. nobody well, what gets do you over think Giselle. he's doing he's just nobody. an asshole he's just a womanizing butt munch i think when they made that movie they weren't thinking that far <laughs> oh ahead my God. no yeah yeah you're yeah. no fun i mean that's obviously how you look at it in that context but but uh, but again we are looking at it chronologically now so, so giselle we is have dead to make these getting work, movies it. work together that's our job now this has happened after all of his adventures in America with Giselle, and now he is heartbroken. He's been living the past year or so, so desperately trying to get over his you, you mean love of his life. He went from being like on the team of spies that mm-hmm. brought down an international like crime lord that was going to be selling a computer chip. Correct. Foreign governments. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To hanging out with teenagers in a parking garage. He wants it to happens. lay low. He's it got happens. all he wants That's to do is creepy. be surrounded. That's what by, Han loves about teenagers. He gets older and they stay the same age. Yes, he just they wants do. to be around the racing scene. That's all. And why not be with the best drifter in he the place? He does though. Place. But he also does have the line when the character you're speaking of, who we haven't named yet, sees Sean talking to Neela. He, the guy's like, hey, she's talking to my girl or whatever. And he goes, what is it about you and teenage chicks? Yeah, schoolgirls. So he is. He is kind of. You know, Han is not hanging out with teenage chicks. His buddy clearly has a weird obsession with them. Han is no Roman Polanski. We'll put it that way. Oh, man. Well, but what? Yes. And the the douchey guy says that. And it's kind of hard to know because Han calls him D. So we just we'll call him D for now. And he's apparently dating Neela. Because he says that line that Vito mentioned about this guy's deal with schoolgirls. D heads towards Sean and Neela. Twinkie, busy talking to four hot Japanese girls, notices this and immediately goes to help because he sees some sort of problem with D, Anthony. I got you. Okay. Making sure. He's quite tenacious, D. <laughs> That's right, if anyone is. Twinkie reaches Neela and Sean just Anthony as D does. Anthony looks like he wants to slap me for that one. I'm so sorry. 
Uh, Twinkie says Sean was just about to leave, and Dee cuddles up behind Neela and starts kissing her. I think the guy that plays... well, he's, Yeah, this is he's Brian Br- T. Okay, is that his name? Yeah, so uh, Brian T., uh, I found him really magnetic in this movie. He uh, is also known for playing Hamada in Jurassic World. He was Noburo in The Wolverine, and he was Shredder in the the recent Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Is he in anything good? Uh, and he is he is now a regular on uh, the TV show Chicago Med. Uh, mm. He plays Dr. Dr. Ethan Choi. He's been on there for like five, six seasons. So he's doing very well as an actor right now. He, yeah, he has this overconfident kind of... Which is great, yeah. ...swagger, and it... It does kind of have a magnetic. Like, no, it's that's this because when you when you encounter a character that is is has so much power that they can they can you know fucking walk up to somebody and be like leave my woman alone or I'll have you killed like that that has a strange appeal. I mean, he's like no, a, but it's like he he's intimidating, but the way he delivers these lines, I mean, like he's laughing, like I mean, he's like <laughs> I mean, like he's kind of like. It's it's a really fine balance of like I'm not trying to be intimidating, but I still am. You right, know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also it helps that he's six feet tall. Oh, is he? Huh? The, yeah. The way the scene was shot, it did feel like you were getting smacked in the face with a billboard that said "This is the bad guy." Sure. I would have liked a little bit more There's subtlety. Yeah. Well, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's very clear that this is going to be the main antagonist. No, it, it, instead of meth, I'm on it. The billboard said, villain, I'm it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But he, I just, every, like, he's right up in Sean's face. Um, and, and Han is watching all this, seemingly kind of interested love, to see where it goes. I love the fact that Han, in his signature move, is snacking on some yeah, chips. Right. He, he literally, instead of going up and going, hey, man, why don't you leave this kid alone? He sits down and he's like, I'm going to watch what happens. Mm-hmm. See where this Which goes. is kind of like his has always been his mo he's always like an observer you know what i mean mm-hmm. and Nila calls him takashi so that's the second name this guy's been given takashi that's his, D, yeah that's his real, his real name. name exactly yeah. uh calls sean gaijin and Nila tries to defuse the situation calls uh takashi uh he says well she calls the douchey guy takashi and she tells sean that this isn't his seeing implying that he should leave but sean asks d what gaijin means and he says it means to turn around and keep walking i'm pretty sure it just means foreigner yeah or when when said in such a manner it means dirty foreigner oh really yeah. oh i see baka, yeah baka gaijin means like crazy foreigner or you you know dirty foreigner kind of thing but uh yeah. Yes, because it's in uh, wrestling, in wrestling parlance, in uh, Jap- Japan wrestling, uh, the American wrestlers are called gaijin. Oh, interesting. Yes. Yeah, it's. I think I think the strict translation is outsider or foreigner. Yeah, but it's often said in a derogatory oh, term. Yeah. Oh, kind of like gringo. If you hear, yeah, if yeah. you hear somebody say to you, you know, what are you doing here, gaijin? It's not usually in a complimentary fashion. I say you know I'm uh, I mean? I'm looking for the the hot spots, uh, the the, uh, the landmarks. Show me around. Looking for a foreigner seat. <laughs> oh, I've man. been waiting. Oh, dude. For a why Gai didn't foreigner? Like why you. didn't foreigner come out with a live Japan album and call it Gaijin? <laughs> There's still time. Perfect. Do it. <laughs> if you're listening, foreigner, hop on it. Wouldn't it be great? If There's like this geriatric rock star. <laughs> Yes. Like, oh, that's great. We got a, a tour in Japan booked. Dear Fast and Furious podcast. Thank you so much for revitalizing our career. <laughs> Bringing us to the to the masses. Here's a signed guitar. Don't hit yourself in the face with it. Oh, that, we weren't on air. We had that conversation. We were talking. Yeah, that made no sense yeah. to anyone listening because it was a pre-recorded. Okay. 
What? Hollywood's a fun place. You never know who you're going to run into. Uh, Twinkie is in a big hurry to leave. What the hell's happening? Over there? <laughs> I don't know. If this anybody a... can hear that background dialogue, I don't think it's they like, can. It's like we're watching. Yeah. Watching fucking. Uh, I'm amazed sometimes mannequin. what what the, the loud noises that are here that don't get picked up on the actual show. You're welcome. Yeah, who's, I know. Who is the character in Mannequin? The 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 guy who was like the clo- the very flamboyant clothing clothing guy. That's I, I think about. that's him over there. That's he's pretty excited. The '80s movie Mannequin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. He was like the lead. Remember? No, he wasn't. It, it was, was the, it was um, not Anthony Michael Hall. What's his fucking name? You're talking about. Uh, oh God. Yeah, I know who you're talking. About. Andrew, <laughs> no, Andrew McCarthy. Andrew McCarthy. Andrew McCarthy. <laughs> no, yes. but he was the guy that was like in the second movie. They upped his role because he was like flamboyant gay guy. Mm-hmm. Honey, I mean, we gotta get you in some. About. Yeah, I think that's him. Let's. It's him, it's him distracting me. Twinkie next week, the mannequin podcast. Twinkie is in a big hurry to leave. He quickly whispers to Sean that uh, this guy is Yakuza, but Sean either doesn't listen or doesn't care, or and doesn't know what Yakuza. I don't think he is. Knows, doesn't know what I Yakuza. I don't think means. he knows what Yakuza is. <laughs> oh, you're Yakuza. Kind of <laughs> is that some kind of chef? You guys want to know? What Yakuza is? Oh, we know what Yakuza what it is. means. What, yeah, but where? where what the ori- origin of the word is? Sure, why not? It comes from uh, you know you you watch Japanese movies I, where the before you, I do know that the actual Yakuza apparently don't like that word. They don't use well, it it's, themselves. It's it's very yeah. They have different names for it, but the the word Yakuza comes from a card game called Oichi Kabu, which is what you see them playing all the time in Yakuza movies, oh. where they're like oh, and they have the dice, and basically uh, it's a card game uh, adding up to a score of nine. If the sum of the cards exceeds ten, the second digit is used as the score instead and if the sum is exactly 10 the score is 1 so basically if you draw an 893 it's pronounced yakusa the sum is 20 and therefore the score is 0 making it the worst possible hand that can be drawn so they hmm. called themselves the yakusa they're supposed to be the losers or the outsiders of culture they're people who consider themselves to be going against the grain in Japan which is the worst thing you can do and so yakuza but it's clearly evolved since cuz i mean yeah. now they're yeah but they but basically the, idea the mafia is that they're supposed to be but they're still considered the outsiders sure. like a lot of people in Japan it's not like in America where people somewhat kind of begrudgingly respect the mob in Japan they are considered like the out, they have their own shit going on mm. you do not mess with them you know you stay out of their way they stay out of yours mm-hmm. it's a shadow world that they that they exist well, in well Sean's about to learn that the hard way from. yeah I, I just think that's cool because it's course. like they, they, they're like calling some, they're like greasers you know they're mm-hmm. like we're the losers you know, to me, it sounds like the equivalent of an American gang calling themselves Uno. Oh, or, uh, or I thought you were going to say or Yahtzee. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, he's Yahtzee. He's Yahtzee, guys. Don't look, look out. At him. <laughs> Dude, don't you get it? He's Monopoly, man. <laughs> don't mess with him. He's Go Fish. No, I thought I thought you were going to say it was the equivalent of like gangs calling themselves the, the losers or the uh, you know what I mean? Because that. that's kind of what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> Sean tells uh, this guy that he thought this was a free country where a girl can talk to whoever she wants. And Sean and uh, D or Takashi exchange a couple more taunts with uh, Han watching on. And I like that you can tell Sean seems or uh, Han seems to be impressed by how Sean is not backing down from this guy. I think he kind of sees like the weird Brian slash Dom. You know what I mean? I like he, to he think sees that, that as well. he's kind of he's kind of like one of those. You know, well, I think I mean it's like he sees that this guy, you know, has some balls and is like willing to stand up to, uh, and he knows that you know his buddy D is pretty intimidating or can be. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. Impressed. Well, you wouldn't fuck with Yakuza, like exactly. You'd walk away and not, not do what Sean 
does, you know, and turn yes. back around and keep challenging him. That'll get you fucking stabbed. Because Twinkie's trying to get the fuck out. Um, in fact, Twinkie apologizes for Sean. Han stands up. He's ready to race. He tells his buddy to come on. And uh, they're all walking off when Sean has to get one more jab in. He uh, looks at D and, uh, well, actually, at this point, um, Han has called him DK. So we'll call him DK from now on. I know. I'm very pedantic. I'm sorry. So he calls D. Uh, Sean uh, says, good luck, Timberlake. DK turns back around, gets right in Sean's face, and he tells Sean that he's the lucky one since he's about to race instead of presumably kicking Sean's ass. Okay, what year was this movie filmed? This was in 2006. Okay, 2006, Timberlake would be a compliment. Sure, but I think... What th- but year I th- is this supposed to be? 2013 well, is. 2013. Wait, 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 no, Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> when it came out, it was 2006. Mm-hmm. With all the timey wimey stuff afterwards, of right. course, now it's 2013. But I think, I mean, yes, it would have been a compliment. But I think that's kind of the point. It's like you're this pretty boy, fucking fancy Justin Timberlake. Should have called him a Justin Bieber of Japan. No one, but he would have known yeah. that wasn't it. Was <clears throat> when's he around? Was Bieber's he around? been around Bieber for a while. Hasn't grown in a lab yet. That's right. Yes. 2006. Yes, uh, Usher hadn't uh, put him in the whatever petri dish <laughs> but uh yeah no i guess it's kind of like uh you're you look like you're mr fancy pants <laughs> um yeah, it's just a weird insult whether it comes from 2006 or 2013 agreed yeah, yeah it's, it's a bit odd sean suggests that they race each other dk laughs and says it's easy to sound cocky when you have no ride so han offers offers up his he tosses sean the keys and dk agrees to race i guess fuck whoever was gonna race dk surely they had some race set up before this that was gonna happen it's part of the movie man so dk was just gonna go up to the starting line and say eh, whoever Who first come race? first serve yeah well i guess sean's the only one with any balls around here Presumably so, yes. So he uh, gets into a race. Um, DK gives Han a look, and Han says he wants to see what the kids got. I like how how casually he was with that. He's like, what? Mm -hmm. I want to see what he's got. Totally, yeah. Yeah. It it is interesting. Yeah, he's very... He's taking an He's very cavalier. You yeah, know? he's taking an, an interest in the kid. Do you have any more interest in Han at this point? I mean, I know we just met him again, but still nothing? He's fine. He's fine. Okay. We're meeting him again for the first, first time. time. That's right. You gotta understand, people have been hyping up this character since, you know, we began. Dude, Han is the best. He Can't is the best. He's the coolest fucking character in the cool. movies. He, he, he's pretty cool. He's fine. He just kind of hangs out in the background, doesn't do much. If you were to put him in a movie with Billy D. Williams, you'd have to call it too cool. Or you know what I mean? Man too. They would just be the two most mellow dudes in the movie. Hey, man, you hit him. No, you hit him. No, you hit him. Give him a Colt 45. That always works. No, you hit him. Why don't we both hit him? It would be amazing. Well, apparently the race is on the top floor because Twinkie and Sean are on an elevator. Twinkie asks if Sean knows what DK stands for. Sean correctly guesses Donkey Kong. Yep. But it actually stands for Drift King. Sean asks what drift means, and the elevator doors open up just in time to show him. That was some cool. Cars That's drift a great by. transition. It was good. Yeah. I liked it. Because yeah. imagine, imagine being in an elevator, and then the doors open, you see these two cars like going at you at full speed and just barely missing you and drifting by. It'd be terrifying, and I'm surprised that Sean didn't shit his pants. You know, it is interesting, because I think another thing that kind of makes this movie appealing 
even now is the drifting element, you know, because that's one thing that's different about like there's not really any drifting in the other films. Uh, I mean, Dom, I think there's, there's, there's an element of that, drifts later in, yeah, I think, seven and eight. No, I think you're right. But, yeah, he but does some it, drifting. I mean, later. this one, it, like, because drifting is such an impressive. It adds another element than just driving fast, I guess. Yeah. There's a preci- precision element. Uh, Owen Shaw would love it because he's yeah. the precision. If he'd known precision. how to, if he'd known how to drift, he may have beaten the, the he team. He might have. There's no way to know, unfortunately. Sean and Twinkie find Han's car. Twinkie likens it to the Mona Lisa after briefly not knowing the name of the painting, the Mona Lisa, to describe the thing that everyone knows. Yeah, it's hilarious. It also makes you wonder. Why wouldn't anyone have told him that that they were going to be drifting? Like, why would you wait until the race is about to start and go, oh, by the way, you're going to do some incredibly complex thing called drifting. Good luck with the Mona Lisa of cars. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, it does seem like Twinkie would be like, hey, Sean, I, I know you really would. Let's not. You may want to, like, learn how to drift <laughs> I guess drift he kind of does say that. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's funny that, you know, not only would he be willing to go along with it, Han is c- clearly willing to go along with it. I mean, they're enabling this Han. guy just to be just to fail yeah maybe they want to see him die could be just a little extra excitement yeah (laughs) let's watch the gaijin die (laughs) han has become such a nihilist after he's very cynical it's like i just want to watch the world burn that's right starting with this teenage kid (laughs) nothing makes me happy anymore my wonder woman twinkie says that han rebuilt this car from the ground up and sean asks for a 30 second lesson on how to drift i like that bow wow has this look on his face like there's no way to describe drifting in 30 seconds <laughs> but he how tries you, anyway how would you learn how to drift in 30 seconds anyway exactly it, would, it seems like something that takes a lot of trial and error mm-hmm. you know what i mean you're not going to do it the first five or six times you do it exactly well, I mean, there's that scene in uh five or whatever where they're trying to beat the the camera it's like that's the same sort of training you'd have to have to drift it's just yeah, this yeah. over and over and over right right which we'll get to um so sean buckles up as neela gives dk a good good luck kiss someone's having a good time over here next to us at the uh, hollywood arc light but that's okay Sean and DK rev up at the start line and some Yakuza-looking starter guy walks up. He points at one hot chick who says, ready, then another hot chick who says, seto, and then he says, go. See, there's no speech required for these things. You can just say I know what you're thinking. (laughs) We're the people of the underworld (laughs) and everybody hates us. We always get what we want. We're going to do what we do. (laughs) Now race... Make it, yeah. It's like, where are you going with this? Um, But again, it was different, you know. It, it, but it wasn't over the top. Okay. Anthony's like, can we skip to the end? Uh, DK and Sean take off. Sean takes an early lead. However, when he comes to the first turn, he realizes it's incredibly tight. He tries to turn, but sideswipes into a cement column. DK comes by and drifts flawlessly. Because he's the Drift King. I mean, it only makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I would have been I mean, surprised if he had that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. They really follow through with it they in this did. film. They set up that he's a good driver, and then there he is, mm-hmm. a good driver. Uh, well, he is, yeah. You don't get the name the Drift King by being adequate. Totally. You know what the I mean? Drift he's the Drift Prince. He's the Drift, yeah, the Drift Prince of Tokyo. <laughs> you get the, the name Drift King by calling yourself that. Yeah, and having enough money that no one's going to argue with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, work for the king of pop. All right, Han, from now on, I want you to call me DK. 
Okay, okay, DK. Donkey Kong? No, 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 no you no, idiot. No. Drift King. Because I'm drifting all the time, right? And I'm really good at it? Come on. <laughs> Come with the program, damn it. Don't you remember that girl at that restaurant called me that that one time? <laughs> That's my nickname. It's my nickname now. Everybody knows me as, as DK. Mm-hmm. It's Star-Lord, man. Yep. Yeah. Sean takes back off, and everyone heads off to the finish line, all the spectators. And also, we see some people on their flip, flown, their flip phones recording the race, which is Retro hilarious. flip phones. <laughs> Retro terrible LCD flip screens. phones. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh... Yeah. Yep. Because as everyone well knows, Tokyo, Japan is always behind on technology. Oh, yeah. Of course. That's clearly of course. common knowledge. I mean, we've, we've had those mm-hmm. revolving, you know, garages for at least 30 years they really before need to catch Tokyo up. even mm-hmm. uh, bothered to get those things. They continue to race as Sean tries to pass DK with no luck. And our, our 15 uh, ends rather anticlimactically in the middle of a race. Have you guys noticed so far, Sean's a pretty shitty fucking racer. Yeah. Well, but I mean, he like he does take a lead. You know, he's he knows what he's doing until an, a, another element is required. Right. Which Til is the talent. Cl- Till yeah. talent rears its ugly head and then he's crashing. Well, but we saw him beat the guy at the beginning, Clay. So you're yeah, but what he's good at is pressing his foot on the gas and mm-hmm. going. Yes. Everything after that, though. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little hairy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Y'all gonna teach me that thirty second drift? <laughs> He's, uh, he's a total Loki. He is. Loki? Oki. Oh, an Oki. Oki. Oh, actually, he's from, uh, he's from Georgia. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Whatever. Oki is a general slang term for a hick. That's this people from Oklahoma, primarily. Are you from Oklahoma? Are you? I didn't think so. No. But there's uh, an o- a song, Oki from Muskogee. Is Muskogee in Oklahoma? Yes, it is. Fuck you, man. We don't smoke marijuana in Muskogee. We are getting way off topic, and um, I would like to know, Anthony, what you thought of these 15 minutes in Tokyo Drift. It was fine. It was really, I mean, the cinematography was super-duper stylish, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that. Um, the characters aren't obnoxious. And they, Always a plus. It's, it's not really leaving too much of an impression on me. Like, everybody said, you're either going to hate it or you're going to love it. Like, there's no in-between. Or you'll I'm think really, it's okay. I'm really on the in-between. <laughs> like, I'm on the, it's okay. Sure, like, sure. You know? Had I went and paid money to see it so far, like I, I would have been like, eh, I probably should just waited for it to be. I guess we should. I should ask you that once we've finished the film. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess you. So could, far, it's, it's just. Yeah, it's but fun. we could say that you would put it above too fast. Oh yeah. yeah. Which doesn't technically exist. <laughs> I I would put you know, my dog dying. Oh no. Too fast. Yeah. yeah. That bad, huh? My dog dying was very sad. It was. But I, I mean, I can imagine. Experience that. Sure. You know what's going to happen? I predict that someday you're going to be at a bar here in Los Angeles. You're going to hear somebody. They're going to bump you. He's going to go, sorry, dog. You're going to turn. It's going to be fucking Roman. Roman Pierce himself. <laughs> Tyrese you guys, you guys are going to become best friends. And he's going to be like, yo, dog, come to my place. We're going to watch too fast. And you're going to be like, I, uh, I, have no, I, uh, I have no problem with Tyrese Gibson. I, I think, yeah. I don't like Roman. Fine. Did I tell you guys? I think I did when we were watching Too Fast that we did an interview with him for Comics on Comics. Mm-hmm. He was really fucking cool. I mean, he was he was like super cool, just really yeah, super. We should get him for this podcast. Really nice. I, I do still have a couple of contacts. I haven't talked to them in a while that I might be able to get in touch with them. So hey, I mean, it's yeah, worth a shot. I don't want to promise anything. I know on, we don't on, promise any guests yeah, here anymore. No, no. <laughs> Nobody in Hollywood gives a shit. 
You know, you ask them and they go, sure, I'll get you Tyrese for your but show. But you never know. You then never you know who we might never get. hear from them again. No, but, I, I'm, I can separate the actor from the role. Sure. I'm sure Tyrese is a good dude. I'm sure that He's just Tyrese like, you're, you're like hanging out at his house. He pulls out the weed. He's like, so man, what'd you think of Too Fast? And you're just like, ah. Let's get too high I, and I, watch them too fast. I'm good. You just watch <laughs> it over and over and over. It's my favorite movie. We could watch Baby Boy or, you know, but we're going to watch Too Fast again. And you're just like, great. It's my favorite of the series. My two singleton movies. Big Boy and, uh, no, Baby Boy and uh, the other one. Well, I also wanted to mention that Big apparently- Boy is the- that's the dark exactly. tale that's of the rise of the hamburger uh, boy in overalls. <laughs> but I do want to, apparently, um, unless the article I read was mistaken, uh, Spy Hunters Fast and Furious comes out on Netflix next month, um, apparently starring um, Vin Diesel's daughter. I don't, I don't know if it's if she's playing Tony Toretto, who was previously uh, marketed as the lead character. Uh, we'll see. Anyway, we'll, we'll definitely get there at some point, I'm sure. Well, Tony Toretto is supposed to be... The cousin, yeah. Cousin. So, Vin Diesel's daughter is... is probably not playing the cousin, the male cousin. Oh, okay. Unless, I mean, I, not to say that Tony could not be a woman. Yeah, that's but, what I was... Yeah, because yeah, you just spell it with an I. Sure, okay. Yeah. Uh, but but the, the article did spell it with a Y, so that's what threw me off. But hey, either way, we'll be sure you'll hear all the details here. Maybe not first, but you you will hear them here. In in about three years, <laughs> we finally get to. Yes, that's exactly right. But I am I'm I'm comforted by the fact that we'll have something to talk about even after Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw too. That's exactly right. Vito, what yes, did you sir. think of this fifteen minutes? Did I think you I, enjoy all fifteen? I, I really, minutes. yeah. I like I said, I have a special place. This or this has a special place in my heart. I love Japan. I love everything about Japan. So for if me, you know Vito, you know he has got a thing for yeah, Japan I'm not, culture. I, I wouldn't call myself like an otaku or like a, a, a weebo, weeb. yeah, or anything like that. But I mean, I am very, very into the culture. I respect it a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I There's read a lot, lot of like, it's very interesting and stuff like that about Japanese culture and study martial arts and stuff. So for me this is just a fascinating movie you know to watch it it takes you outside of the united states and gets you into a completely different mindset you know Mm -hmm. i do i I love everything about this movie so and also again i really like watching it in this order because it now kind of does take you on a bit of a break from the high octane you know brian and dom stuff that's been going on and you know we'll get back to it uh, eventually but something a little different a bit of a of a, a detour, you might say. Yeah. And by the way, so Spy Racers, the premiere is Thursday, December 26th, the day after Christmas. Buckle up. Buckle up, baby. They've added some cast yeah. to, the, uh, to the lineup on IMDb. Camille Ramsey as Layla Gray. Is that Luke uh, Youngblood as Frosty Benson. Oh, Charlotte boy. Chung as Echo. And Jorge Diaz as Cisco Ronaldo. Well, so it's hey. quite the diverse cast. Well, I am. I can't wait to see what in the world that show is going to be about. Spy hunters. So clearly, it's going to veer more towards the spy shit. I mean, I guess. Well, we'll see. For now, we're, we're talking Tokyo Drift, and we'll be on the third segment of Fifteen Minutes next week. Or next episode, at any rate, whenever we get to it. But we we thank all of you for for sticking around with this. Is we've been doing this for a fucking year, so uh, that's amazing in itself. And um, be sure to follow us on 
well follow us on instagram so fast so furious the twitter is uh so fast podcast but you know that's a pain to keep up with so i don't and uh send us an email at so fast so furious podcast at gmail.com and uh we'll see you next week bye